The summer of 1600 was a turning point in John Smith's life, his coming of age. Having returned disappointed from his abortive attempt to become a sycophant in the court of King James of Scotland, Smith withdrew into himself and began to think about what he might do next. He had a modest income from his father's farm, but no significant position within society. He had learnt the hard way that opportunity was limited if you were not born into the right family. He was caught between the golden dreams of youth and the harsh realities of Elizabethan manhood. Smith was brought up at school on a diet of godliness and piety, and every part of his adult life was governed by the strict rules of Elizabethan etiquette. None of this suited his natural temperament, which was prone to challenge the status quo. He decided that it was time to take stock of his existence. He retired himself into a little woody pasture, a good way from any town, environed with many hundred acres of other woods. Here, by fair brook, he built a pavilion of boughs, where only in his clothes he lay. Locals in Willoughby believe Smith built his shelter, his Pavilion of Boughs, in Hopland's Wood, a thirty-seven-acre wood just over half a mile west of the village. According to the Willoughby History Group, deforestation around the village happened long before Smith's time, and the woodland areas today are much as they were during his sojourn. His intention was to be self-sufficient. Smith had a boy from the village bring him supplies when he needed them, but claimed to have lived mainly on venison that he hunted. Since his father had died, John had been alone and had experienced several turbulent years of travelling and fighting, rejection and, in some cases, disillusionment. This was the space he needed to make sense of the world and to refocus his life. He spent much of his time in the wood, practising his horsemanship and his proficiency with a lance, but he also read, expanding his education beyond the Bible and his schoolboy Latin texts. England had recently embraced a fashion for ancient learnedness, and in this respect Smith followed the crowd. We know he read two popular treatises, Machiavelli's The Art of War and The Golden Book of Marcus Aurelius, both give an insight into Smith's state of mind during these days. Niccolò Machiavelli was a politician, philosopher, and diplomat based in Florence, who had died in 1527. Though The Art of War is less well known today than some of his other books, it was the only political work published during Machiavelli's lifetime. By the late 16th century, it had been translated widely and adopted across Europe as a guidebook for budding military strategists. The book takes the form of a philosophical dialogue between two characters discussing how an army should be raised, trained, organized, and deployed. Machiavelli used this dialogue to explain his concept of limited warfare, which, he argued, should be used when channels of diplomacy fail. He believed armies should not be composed of professional soldiers, but should be recruited and trained from among the citizenry as needed. When a war ended, the militia should be disbanded, the men returning to their peacetime occupations. The art of war also contained a litany of valuable practical advice on military matters. 
from the observation that knowing how to fight made men more bold, because no one fears doing what it seems to him he has learned to do, to the need to know in war how to recognize an opportunity and seize it. Smith would draw upon Machiavelli's advice to his advantage on many occasions. Indeed, it would even save his life. His other literary mentor was Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor who wrote the celebrated philosophical tome Meditations. However, Aurelius's book was not translated into English from its original Greek until 1634, so Smith must instead have read a book by the Spanish priest writer.